This crowd's reacting like they know what kind of week he's had. Oh, they have no idea. 25-yard <laughs> try from the 15-yard line on the left hash to tie the game. And the operation's good, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. I'm telling you, it's only the extra points that give him trouble. 9.08 left in the third quarter, and the game is tied, 9-9. All right, what were your Maher emotions throughout? Because I know that you said to yourself, no more. After the first one was blocked, it looked like it was going wide left anyway. Many people paid to talk about this for a living said it has to be two-point conversions from here on out. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy trusted him two more times, mm-hmm. and he came through for six points. Yeah, I, I said, I, I posted on social media, I'll give one more chance. The, the block, the block was, you know, screwed me up, right? Because initially it was like, oh, I, I, can I really kill him for the block? But it was Pat McAfee. You know, pointed out, he fatted that one. He did not hit that one clean. Uh, he, and he was like, oh, this guy's just, he's done. He broken. He looked and terrified he after. Looked ter- he looked terrified. He looked like he saw a ghost. Bobby, take us through your video that blew up pregame of Maher and Jerry and Trent Williams and Debo and all that mess. Yeah, that was the that was a weird, weird encounter. So, uh, you know, generally a lot of guys will kick both directions um you know that both teams will come out there they'll kick this way and that way especially if it's outdoors because you're going to be kicking both directions during the game and so Maher had gone over towards the San Francisco side to kick which is normal uh Robbie Gold at that very same time was over in Dallas's end kicking and I guess the issue was I I don't know if anybody was asked about it post game with the 49ers I guess their issue was they were still, they felt like they were still going through Purdy's routes and stuff, and he was in the way of that. So they just, the receivers that he was working with started kind of walking in front of uh, Brian Brian Anger, Brett Maher, like getting between them, and then uh, Matt Overton, the long snapper. And Jake McQuaid, the injured long snapper, was throwing his hands up and was like looking around like, is somebody going to do something about this? Yeah. Like, the hell's going on here? And then that's when you started hearing a little bit of chirping. Trent Williams came over and got right down towards Brian Anger. Tough guy, Trent Williams, talking real tough to Brian Anger. And and Bones Fossil. Yeah, and Bones Fossil. And uh, they they were having a dispute. Jake McQuaid came over, talked to Trent Williams. Trent Williams threw him an elbow. Yeah. Shot him with that. And it didn't get broken up until Robbie Gold came over and told them to move. Like, guys, come on, like, just let him let him do his thing. Yeah. And and so finally it got broken up, but there was a good five minutes where it was like, oh, we're going to get a, a fight to happen here. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Maher, of course, goes back down to the other end, I guess missed a couple kicks. And then that's when Jerry uh, Jerry came out and gave him a quick pep talk, you know, yeah. pat on the shoulder. <laughs> then, he, then he made three in a row. And then, and then he knocked him through. Then that's he, what it takes. Jerry's got the magic touch with these kickers. So <laughs> it, it was wild though watching the, the pregame interaction. Where it's just like, what's what is their issue? Guys kick on this side all the time. Somebody on Twitter, and I asked other people in the press box if they remember this. Nobody did. Somebody on Twitter was trying to say last year during the playoff game, the cheerleaders walked through the 49ers kicking. And I don't remember that. There was some team that always like I th- maybe it was their kicker or someone else who would always warm up like with the cheerleaders warming up. I don't remember the cheerleaders running through someone else's routine, but someone would just practice no matter what, even with the cheerleaders there. I love the suggestion the most that Maher still just should have kicked it and taken off Trent Williams' head. 
like kick it and 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 right at his face, oh. uh, right in front of him. That would have been the best. Um, but may they, have started a fight. May, may have started a fight. A fight you couldn't win too. Definitely a so. fight you couldn't win. He'd have gotten pancaked. But isn't this what Trent Williams does too? Remember he. Uh, he just picks on the guys that are smaller than him. He smacked Richard Sherman at the end of a playoff game. Look, and I, God, I hate. I have to be honest, and I hate Trent Williams presently in the moment. That's the type of nastiness, man, that you you do want. That's the type of that's the type of thuggery I want on my team, because uh, he's the bad dude on the block. He was last year, along with Debo, with their little jukebox coming to the stadium. And I hate that. There's like a there's a bully aspect uh, to where it feels like yeah. he's the baddest dude out you, there, you, man. I hate I hate admitting it, but I want that I want that thuggish behavior on my team. You need a bully. You need to have several bullies. I want. I've always said I want my my defense. I want my defensive players to be borderline like, crazy. Borderline crazy. Like they might they might be really nice nice guys, and and they might also do some something that's gonna like whoa yeah really. Yeah, like I, I want Kelvin. I, I want yeah, I want someone who's a little nuts Sam on the Williams. defense side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, honestly, you do need Sam Williams' edge. That's why you live with the occasional dummy penalty. Like a big teddy bear, but also somebody that could just like go off. What's going on with Mike and Debo? So Talk about two alphas. Yeah. So Debo, I guess yesterday on Instagram had posted a couple images, and one of them was the Micah quote, like Bleacher Report. They're stylized like Micah Parsons. It's like San Francisco is who we wanted. Uh, and Debo had uh, posted something up there. What was it he said? Something to the effect of like, "Be careful what you wish for," or something like that. And Micah Parsons didn't like that at all. Uh, in fact, what Debo had said was, don't poke the bear, put that in quotes. And then Micah Parsons said, LOL, what did you do today, fam? But congrats on the win, but don't put me in this weak-ass slide. And so Micah didn't appreciate that. Micah was uh, Micah was pretty frustrated after the game and mentioned during his media availability that, like, hey, we took Debo out. Yes. Like, like we would expect that we should win a game when we, we take care of him. Yeah, McCaffrey and Debo were limited. It was Kittle. Kittle was, Kittle. Kittle was the one that killed Dude, him. San Fran did nothing offensively. Nothing. I mean, they, they were not running the ball like they had been all year. No. That, that was that since Purdy entered the lineup, that was their worst rushing performance. This was mm. su- this this is this is a kick in the pan. This is such a winnable game. And th- th- this this game's gonna sting more than last year. I think when, when we go when we get the further we get away we get from it. Yeah. Because this was such a winnable football game. Yes. The My- only thing last year was it was a home game. Yep. This one was a much more closely contested game. We, the Cowboys were in this one. The Cowboys should have won this game. Micah Parsons afterwards talking about all these factors. You know, going to this game, we understood that they wanted to get their players out to open space. We contained Debo. We contained McCaffrey for the most part. But, like I said, they made more plays. We, we limited. We tackled. We ran. But they made more plays. So that was Micah afterwards. Um, Mike McCarthy afterwards. Put his hand on someone's media equipment. Noah Bullard, who when you go on with Pat Doney, a lot of times NBC5, Noah will be his camera guy. And Noah is standing there filming McCarthy walking off the field. I would say he's angled to his right, right? He's not directly in front of Mm -hmm. him. And McCarthy is having none of it, puts his hand up and pushes the camera backwards. Did not look like he put his hands on Noah um, individually, but put his hands on the camera, kind of pushed it back, and Noah afterwards says 
McCarthy got him in a room and privately apologized. Uh, situation addressed. Got some Randy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Get that camera out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or uh, some yeah. Kenny Rogers with Larry Rodriguez yeah. vibes. Yes. Um, not, maybe not quite, but uh, yeah, it, it's never a good look. By, by the way, the worst take today is the morons on Twitter who are jumping in the replies and going, get out of his way, maybe. Oh, yeah. Get out of his space. Right. Sh- uh, screw you. Okay, like this is like normal. Every coach deals with that, and none of them do it. This, that is literally where the league wants them to be. So take it up with the NFL if you think he's in his personal space. Everybody has to freaking deal with it, yep. and they don't put their hands on the camera every single week. And so the fact that Mike McCarthy apologized, told you he thinks he was wrong, he was wrong. So if you're arguing the opposite, you're an idiot. 877-881-1053, and then were they messing with you? Even more, do they give you some special media treatment in San Fran or Santa Clara, wherever the hell you in the Bay, San Jose, in the Bay? Yeah, San Jose, out there in the Bay. The uh, no, it was uh, honestly no great food options. Uh, didn't run into to anybody uh, that uh, shall not be named. No food options. Yeah, there's nothing mean, to eat in the whole city. Known as a <laughs> seafood mecca. Like I said, there was I, nothing I, to eat in the whole city. I have. I, Bobby, I, I I think he doesn't like the food in New York City. I didn't have a problem with the food in New York City. We were just we were kind of removed we did from cheesecake factory, but we, did, but we didn't. That's just because we didn't have anything directly See, around yeah, us. That's that was the, the problem. problem. That's the problem is that you know they they had you in San Jose, which is like forty minutes from San Francisco. Yeah, but like I mean, there should be something to eat. Like I sent you a screenshot of the Grubhub, what was all around there. None of it looked good. None of it. No, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying like like San Fran, Chicago, Vegas, New York. These are like your Chicago. Like these are like your top four or five food cities in the country. I ended out grub hubbing five guys and spent forty dollars on a burger, fries, and a drink. From where? Hopefully, my wife's five not guys. listening. Five guys. Five guys you mm-hmm. bought? Mm-hmm. Bobby, what? What was I supposed to order? We have that here, Bobby. A bread bowl. Oh, you know, clam yeah. some chowder. Clam chowder. I don't even know what that is. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> we, we are we are going to choose for you what you will eat in Phoenix. He won't. He I've I've learned he won't even go along with it. He'll just won't show up. He'll bail. That's not true. I'll show. I'll bail. Stop. I'll I'll show up. You I said just... you might not go to the media party. You bailed on the Jerry party. So you don't the, uh... you you don't eat sushi at all. No. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Oh, seaweed and God eels. God forbid I would eat Ooh. the uh, this this delicacy. Okay. What about the press box? They mess with you. Well, Is it this was on the fan so, camera. Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. Do you have the picture? So I, I for anybody if, if you're driving around listening, Cowboy Spear, I'm not posting a, like a, a thing of my credential. I'm just posting the image they used, which as you can see there. there they zoomed in on my face. Like that's all I'm showing. It's just the picture of my face that they used. They. <laughs> Cut out the background, and it's like you can't even see my hair. It's literally this. It looks like something that I would do to screw with David Hellman on Twitter. Like take a picture of his and just zoom in on his face and reply with it. And uh, yeah, I, mine was the only one that looked like that. Scott Agolnick from the Cowboys when he brought me my credential over on the plane, he was like smiling, and I was like, "What did I? What did I do?" And he's like, "Well, I, I don't know what you did. You'll have to ask the 49ers. Here's your credential." And I looked at, it, I was like, "What the?" He's like, "Yours is the only one that looks like that. I don't know why." <laughs> And so they best- There's no way that the San Francisco... Now, look, this would be high praise for our show. Uh-huh. You're not going to tell me... There's no way that the San Francisco 49ers media department heard our crosstalk and decided to torture and screw with no, you. No, I, I don't think so, because I think they generally get these like by Thursday, the Cowboys do. Um, but I don't have an explanation as for why mine is the only one that looked like... Because I looked at everybody else's credentials. They're all cropped the way they should be. Mine got... 
the uh, the zoom in treatment Man. that was just screwing with they me. They made you look like Haywood from Major League. <laughs> <laughs> when when uh that John Machado when he saw it he was like he's honestly he's like my eyes gravitated straight towards this he's like what the, what is this what did they do to you I was like I don't know I I made somebody mad I guess I I'm keeping the credential though. Like most of the credentials I get, I just like, I kind of toss. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't keep them like everybody else does, but I'll Man, keep this one. I, I used to have like a nice little, I had like all displayed. Now I got to find them. When I, when I got there divorced, was, they all got put into some little box. There was somebody, uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. Maybe, uh, it may have been Chris Hanks from Fox, but somebody recently told me, I know Joe Trahan said the same, that when they get the final credential they're missing for like going to every stadium, that I guess something some media people do is they'll make it like a coffee table out of it. Like they'll get it, like they can get them like put inside to where it's like your credentials is like a table, like a little like side table oh, or whatever like under the glass or something. Yeah, that's yeah. Kinda, that's and so neat. I guess that's something that some yeah, that's media neat. people have done. And so I'm I'm Cow- not like that. Cowboy fan representation, solid 20 percent probably. Uh, better than I thought it would be. Better than Tampa. There there was there was more representation than Tampa. They had, I would say the the upper level behind the Cowboys sideline was a majority Cowboys fan. Not not heavily so, but it was probably 55-45. So they showed up well. All right. Anything else on the trip? Notable? Stood out? Um, you shaved for it. I, by did. accident. Saw you last night on NFL Network. By accident. It Jerry. wasn't on purpose. Uh, so I was trying to shave because it was just getting too long. And I thought I had grabbed a five, but it was turned around and it was a two. And then I like immediately realized what I had done, and then I was screwed and had to go down. But I sent you guys the uh, the mustache picture, uh, which I just shaved down to 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 show the. I wife. like that. Yeah, I thought it was a I good don't. look. Yeah, you should have kept it. I just you was. I, kept I, I wanted to show Peyton what a real mustache could look like. Uh, it was one. You had like six years to grow it, Bobby. It doesn't count. No, no. Okay, I'll grow it out for three months again, and we'll show you. Are uh, you are you in a miserable mood right now? Are you tired? What's your misery slash? Ear, you know, irritable. Um, I was more, I was more irritated when I got in here at five forty-five. Uh, not being in here, it was just the, in general, still from last night. Uh, at this point, I'm a little distracted by. It. When we get out of here, I'll probably be a little bit more irritated once uh, I start thinking again about you know last night and everything. But uh, I'm okay. I'll probably need to go home and nap. But I'm not like I'm not you know dazed or anything. Okay. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line to hit us up here on the show. Let's talk about the other games. Let's take a little Cowboys break. Brad Sham at 840 and the latest on Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. Tom Brady definitely leaving Tampa Bay. And Dan Quinn's third job interview. That's all next right here on The Fan. Third down and nine, high snap to Minshew. He gives it off to Gamewell, who runs up the middle. He's across the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Kenneth Gamewell with 151 remaining. That will cap it. Uh, by the way, for everyone worried that Dan Quinn wasn't focused on the defensive game plan this weekend, uh, his unit performed up, up to the task. They represented. Besides Trayvon Diggs dropping a pick and whiffing uh, with that effort against George Kittle, they got worn down a little bit against the run in the second half. But Dan Quinn and his unit, they were not distracted. So he interviewed Friday with the Colts in person with the Broncos and interviewed virtually with the Cardinals over the weekend as well, according to NFL Network. Cardinals, Colts, Broncos, and yesterday the Tolos were saying, you want to go from bad to worse after getting eliminated? Dan Quinn's leaving 
And after that performance, Kellen Moore stayed. <laughs> That's what the Tolos were pointing out and tweeting oh, to me. Man. Yep, yep. Yep. No, you're right. I, and I, Kellen might get a job. I mean, I, I don't. Are, do, are teams really going to overreact to a game? Are they really going to overreact? No, they, not I, a game. I guess we're doing the same thing with Dak, whatever. Uh, it's not a game. I mean, there, no. there's a lot to. I mean, he cons- threw multiple picks, to, uh, you know. He threw a lot of picks. Yeah, time. I mean, look, it's, uh, he 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 was, was he one was, game. Yeah, he was not good this year. He was not good this year. He was fine this year. He wasn't great. He was fine. Okay, fine. Okay, he was fine. I agree with he was fine. fine. I he was agree fine. with fine. He was fine. I th- I think it's fine. Fine is good. See, for guys, fine is good. For girls, <laughs> I'm fine. Oh no, you're not fine. Batting oh. down the hatches. It's not fine. You better you better buckle up, big boy. He's about to get real. <laughs> Were you about to talk about Kellen? No, I was just going to say, like, I mean, Kellen's not just one game either. Like, I mean, there's plenty to go off of here that says Kellen had struggles in the second half of the season. And so that's, you know, I don't think if a team doesn't want to hire him, it's not a reaction to just this game. There's other issues. That was the final call uh, from Eagles Radio or one of the calls. I don't know. Whatever. Eagles Radio. They destroyed the Giants. 38-7. to Hurts trying to show that the arm was fine early to Devontae. Uh, for a 40-yard completion, they continue to score opening drive touchdowns. Their ninth of the season. Jalen had two passing touchdowns in the first quarter. Uh, they also said, "Hey, let's do some. Let's go back to the design runs." And they did do that. They had about six design runs. Daniel Jones, Dan Orlovsky threw for only 135 yards. He was pressured on 64% of his dropbacks in the first half. 64% tied for the third wow. highest of any QB in a playoff game since 2009. You got the uh the Ben Baldwin on find it. on the fr- the wild fourth and 8 in the first quarter where Dable went from it from the Philly 40. Yeah. Like I I'm wanting McCarthy to go for it on fourth and 5 from the the 40 like late in the game like, like where it's crunch time and and the games I feel like first quarter, you're going for it on fourth and eight. Like, what are you doing? And then didn't he punt on Choppy? F- you were losing your mind. 20- oh, my God. He was down 28-7 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he punts. It was a fourth and six. From the from midfield. Like, are you are you, are you just giving up? Why, why even? Why, you know, How you do those think- two things make sense? You go for it on the fourth and eight, and then you punt on the fourth and six down 21. It's Brian Dayball, man. None of it makes sense. So, yeah, Giants had, let's see. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So, like, there were some toss-ups where the Giants went for it. I'm trying to find that exact one. That one was, like, five minutes left in the first quarter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Fourth yeah. and eight from the Philly 40. So, yeah, they don't they don't have the exact one. I guess they had stopped doing it because the game was out of reach at that point. That one just said that was an odd call early in that game to me. To, like, why would, you, why would you jeopardize it that early? With five minutes to go, <laughs> this is what a dominant performance was. With five minutes to go in the second quarter, the Giants' win probability was 2%. Mm. With five, they had the ball. (laughs) They had the ball with five minutes to go in the second quarter, and their win probability was 2%. Philly had 268 and three on the ground. 268 yards and three touchdowns. On the ground, six design runs for Jalen Hurts in the first half alone. Yeah, I, I know we we had all said. Sorry, I, MJ. Yeah, I, I know. I think we had all said this. M, M, yes. M, M, M Jalen Hurts. I know. I think we all said this on, on Friday. The Cowboys win 
in San Fran. They're, they're, they they would win the the NFC. Yeah. At, I, after Saturday night, I, I didn't I didn't feel that way. I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. Giants yeah. are bad though. They are bad. Of course they're and bad. They, they were they were all turned around. That defense was confused as hell. They didn't know what they were doing. But were they confused because of what the Eagles were doing? Like the like like Jalen Hurts, like okay, he's back. Man, I, he's I there, there were at least four plays that I saw that I was like, ah, there's Jalen Smith. Like that's that's the Jalen Smith we all know and love. And so I mean that there's there's that aspect of it right there. Yeah. I, I mean I just think the I don't think the Giants are very good. This I agree. I don't is. think they're very good either. That was a butt whooping, though. Nick Sirianni asking all of us if we enjoyed the performance. First, he played. Oh, God. My my question throughout the week, my, my very difficult question to answer to myself is, who am I rooting for? I have my early candidate on who I'm rooting for in the NFC Championship game if we have to pick, and we are going to have to pick. Sirianni played Eminem before the game. And the message was, he played eight mile. The message was, let them talk. We will show them who's the toughest for the longest. Did, were the giant? Did we cover the Giants talking trash last week? Yeah, they they had they were going back and forth. Who yeah. who was it? The, I mean, there was the pizza thing, but that was yeah. that doesn't. Yeah, give me give me a legit back and forth. No, I, I, did I think the Giants was, I, make I think, a guarantee or, or or dismiss or crap on Philly. I didn't see it. I, I think it was more fans and such that were that were going. Um, like that's a message about the Giants talking too but you much. Know, Which, these, that, Sirianni these would teams, do that. Yeah. Sirianni would worry too much about like what fans are saying. He tries to but like you know, fight these, them and these flex teams on them. Do that all the time. They they make up. Teams love to make up. He's so cringy. He did though. that slow motion into that camera. I'll never get that out of my mind. Oh no, I know. I'll but. never get that out of my mind. That that slow mo nod into like that 5k I, camera I, I i know and i know it's a uh, unpopular opinion man but i am all in i love that dude god you're He's a douchebag you're a douchebag goaded you are a douchebag He's so, He's so not, great man oh it's my like god oh i love it oh, my oh god. i wish he was here i hear sirianni after the game about his quarterback hopefully that's the biggest respect i can pay to him comparing to his ability to be in on the field to a michael jordan type like oh this guy leads he <laughs> brings this calmness to the to the entire team he plays great football um he's tough as 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 they come arrest this guy mj michael Michael jordan he didn't man don't don't be that guy i will be that guy (laughs) i will be that guy he's as good as michael jordan he just said he's our leader just like when mj plays no yeah that's exactly what he said play back and listen to it that's exactly what he said play back the beginning i think he said it's like what i said Playback. What did he say at the beginning? Hopefully, that's the biggest respect I can pay to him, comparing to his ability to be in on the Get field. Get cut out the beginning. Okay, stop, stop, out. stop, stop. No, no. He said comparing his ability to be on the field to a Michael Jordan. That's absolutely yeah, comparing no, him to it's MJ. No, because you missed up, you missed the beginning of it where he said, "I shouldn't even go here because I'm not really. I don't really mean this. I'm just saying it's like." having Michael Jordan out there for you where he's your leader, and when he's there, everything is better. Fact. Because Jalen Hurts is probably the third best quarterback in the NFL right now because he's better than that bum in Buffalo. That's for damn sure. Segway as Bobby Bell picked against his Buffalo Bills. Told us they were the best team all year long and then stabbed him right in the Bengal back uh, on Friday. Ended up being right, 10-0 with his playoff picks. And RJ has been – he RJ at 5.30 thought that Buffalo could save us from the from the criticism. He's got all his notes. He's got all his receipts as Josh Allen was distraught after since he dominated. He, you play to win. Our goal is to win a, a Super Bowl, a world championship, and we didn't accomplish that. So 
everything that happened this season is kind of null and void in our minds, and it sucks. That was dominance. That was utter dominance. Joe Burrow is, oh, man. He is so cool. I know Bobby doesn't like him. Bobby probably wants Dak over Joe Burrow. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all I know is that it ain't the guy in Buffalo who's a really good player, but the media is undefeated in anointing a white quarterback with a big arm. Oh, my. Undefeated. Whoa, where did that come from? Undefeated. They could cry and complain about, oh, Lamar this, J- Jalen Hurts that. And, but, but Josh Allen could do no wrong. Do no wrong, Herbert. You know this, is, this isn't going to play Allen well with your HOA. If Josh Allen hurts his decision making, <laughs> he might actually make a Super Bowl every now and then. But he doesn't because he's just a mimbo. That's what he is. He's a male bimbo. That's what Josh Allen is. He, you give me a good, a great decision maker over a guy with a cannon any day of the week, and Joe Burrow is a great decision maker, and he's got a good arm. You wanna, uh, you wanna compare. Dak's final 12 games of the year to Allen's final 12 games of the year. Yeah. Passing yards, uh, Dak had 30-30. Allen had 29-20. Touchdowns, Dak had 27. Allen had 21. Interceptions, Dak had 16. Allen had 13. Yards per attempt, Dak was 7.4. Allen was 7.1. Completion percentage, Dak was 67%. Allen was 60%. Wow. Passer rating, Dak was 94.7. Allen was 86. That was over 12 games. Man. And right here on the, on the uh, truck.com text line, uh, someone on TikTok said Josh Allen's the white Jameis Winston. Good Lord. That's Matthew that's Stafford. So dis- that's yeah, that- it might be. He, he might be. He might be. It might be Matthew Stafford. How about Pac-Man Chop? Pac-Man. Right. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man being Packy. Yeah, we were buddies. We, we were in studio for three hours one day. Pac- Scared out of my mind. Pac-Man <laughs> Jones going after Josh Allen. I mean, I, I think the Bengals with Joe, the way Joe is playing, he definitely has a shot. Come on, Buffalo. Did I you like look it. at the game last week? All right, I want you to go back and look at that motherfucker again. All y'all around Josh Allen Till right now, he probably got another two, three years. That shit gonna slow down. Only reason we talking about Josh Allen right now is because his feet is definitely not his arm because he had at least six throws last week that was late. I'm going off a few I'm games. Going the whole season. When he came out of college, CJ, what was his MO? What was they saying that he couldn't do? He was what? Inaccurate. Inaccurate. Yeah, they did say that. How many quarterbacks do they say that's inaccurate that's all of a sudden getting accurate? Not many. I'm not saying that he's overall a better quarterback. I'm just saying I like him this year. I like him to win it this year. Not if we got to play him. Okay, what's your rank? AFC <coughs> quarterback. They're that's- still in the playoffs right now. We know yeah. who your number one is. Joe Burrow. He done beat Patrick Mahomes three times. That's the Smash and Dash podcast. Pac-Man aligning with RJ. Now, I don't know if I would put Burrow ahead of Mahomes. In fact, I know I wouldn't put Burrow ahead of Mahomes. But. Oh, we got a new number two? Oh, we Well, I had a number two in my power rankings this past week. Burrow over Burrow Allen. Allen. Oh. But, so we we already had a new number two. Okay. And, Bobby, we got a new number three, too. Because <gasps> it ain't Josh Allen. Oh, my God. Are you going to put Jalen? It is Jalen Hurts. That you would take for the next 10 years? You would take Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen? Neither one's going to be in the league in 10 years. Okay, in the next okay. five years, you would not take the I'm not league. ready to say that okay. I went for the next five years. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not ready to say for the next five years. Okay, this is then- the Detroit Lions are number five for Chad. This is that same energy I mean, right Honestly, here. If, the De- if the Detroit Lions were in the playoffs, they would have had a better chance of making the conference championship game than the Cowboys Whoa. would. They actually have, you know, their quarterback's better. Eight seven seven. Gosh, burn it all down, Chop. Eight eight one. Burning it down. Okay, but I at least want to let a little bit of a fire somewhere. Eight seven. Just call the fire department. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Um, 
The Tolos are sending me mattress max advice after losing two million on the Cowboys. He said, "Get rid of that sleep number. Get a Tempur-Pedic. Oh, you get okay. much better results." That that is a silver lining, and all this is that mattress Mac lost two million. So. You root against him? Hell yes. I love that man. Yeah. Of course, yeah, no, I root against anybody who rides that hard for the Astros. Ah, uh, well, he That's put on fair. the Cowboy jersey. Yeah, he did. All right, let's get to the voice of America's team. What grade does he give Dak's game? What's missing and what needs to happen for this team to get in a serious Super Bowl discussion? The voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, next on The Fan. Remember the day that Zeke Elliott was the center? Snap of the ball to Prescott. Slant over the middle to Turpin. He's tackled immediately, and this game is over. And the San Francisco 49ers have earned their way back into the NFC championship game next Sunday in Philadelphia by beating the Cowboys today 19 to 12. And that was the final call from the voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, who joins us now on Sean, RJ, and Bobby via the Diamond Factory Hotline. Brad, what was your major turning point in this game? The second interception. I just thought that, uh, well... Yeah, because that was the play after Pollard broke his leg. What became really evident, uh, not that we didn't know it, but it became really evident, Sean, to me, was that without Pollard, they didn't have a playmaker besides Lamb. Yeah. And so um, the second interception uh, was one that I I just, I I don't know what he thought he saw. And uh, that is... That's the kind of mistake that against that they're really good. They're really, really. Good. They were better than the Cowboys going in. Doesn't mean you can't beat them, um, but you you had to be almost uh, mistake free. You had to be almost flawless, and you certainly can't make a mistake like that in the red zone. It's points for you, and it turns into points for them. And so I, I thought that with of all the whole game, if I can have one play back, that would be it. Were and the s- fact that it was immediately after Pollard, Pollard broke his leg yeah. um, that compounded it. Were you surprised by Dak's game? You know, a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know. Here's the thing. 49ers are really good defensively. Really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they only give up 77 yards a game rushing. So running the ball was going to be somewhat problematic. Um, I wondered if uh, if, if Davis didn't, wouldn't get a little more involved than he did after they lost Pollard. Um, so some of what you saw uh, was a result of not being able to get people open. And there's a lot of that that happens when you play that team. It'll be interesting to see him play Philadelphia this week. Um, I, I was surprised at the... Um, I really was surprised at both interceptions, although the the first one, I, I just am not sure exactly what Gallup was doing, but um, uh, but I was surprised by the interceptions. Uh, you know, other than that, um, I, I, I thought that he, I mean, he played, you're going to look bad playing that team sometimes, unless you've got people who can get open and make plays for you, and uh, they didn't have that. Uh, assess the... The blame McCarthy, Dak, Kellen Moore, and the uh, like the percentages that you put on each. Um, I I have to know more, RJ, about what uh, 
what they were trying to do uh, offensively. Uh, like I always, th- I think that's a, I think that is a need. I don't understand that's what we're doing, but I think that's a real knee jerk sure. kind of a reaction. I, I, I want my offensive coordinator to get players in places where they can uh, make some plays for me. I want to, they didn't have Hendershot, uh, and and he, I think he's a guy who can get open down the field a little bit. So, you know, they only threw at Hilton once. Um, some of that is Dak. I do remember one play that he threw the ball to Lamb, and it was incomplete, and we thought we saw Hilton open down the down the left um, hash mark. So some of that's Dak, what he sees, but it's really hard to be accurate in assessing responsibility when you don't know what he was told and what they were trying to do. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on. Uh, I mean, ultimately the head coach is responsible for everything, and the quarterback's gonna get blamed. But uh, you know, I I would like to see what what they were trying to do to get creative offensively. Regardless of the the creativity itself, uh, Brad, did you think that, because this was my contention coming out of the game, is that it didn't look like they were even trying to press San Francisco vertically. It looked like they they wanted to win this with, all right, let's manufacture a run game with short passes, and and we're just going to try and take advantage of some things in the intermediate passing game. I don't know if that's, they didn't trust them to protect Dak for long enough to take shots downfield, but did you see it that way, or, or did you see it differently? Didn't feel to me like protection was a big issue. Uh, I wouldn't quibble with that, Bobby. I wouldn't argue with it. Um, but, but again, I think Babe made this point when it happened. It's not an excuse because you have to make adjustments, and that's on everybody. But uh, you've really got two playmakers, and then when you lost one of them, you not only lost the player and his uh, individual creativity, but you probably lost at least half of what you were going to try to do in your playbook. So now then it's on the coaching staff to uh, talk about a halftime adjustment. That's uh, now on the coaching staff to try to figure out a different way to go. So I, I wouldn't, wouldn't quibble with that, but, you know, we only had a half to see what they were trying to do, and they were right in the game. That stuff can change when you when you got a wide open game and you got a whole second half. You may get to some different things that it doesn't look like you were trying to do. If that makes any sense, Brad Sham Diamond Factory Hotline after the loss in San Francisco here on 105.3 The Fan on DFW Sports Station. Was it a good season? Oh hell yeah! When you look at everything, um, first of all. The the big backdrop for me is um, tremendous negativity over um, how they went into even training camp. The people were very upset yeah. that they didn't replace Cooper, that they didn't, and by the way, not without some justification, that they didn't uh, get Gregory signed. Um, kind of mad about everything um there was negativity going into camp about tyler smith 
Now, then you lose Tyron, and then you lose Dak, and you come out of it the way you do. You're in. You can't do anything about Philadelphia being that good. That you weren't winning the NFC championship. I mean, the East championship because that's what kind of year the Philadelphia had. So you kind of worked through that, got back to being a playoff team that had a chance to win that game, even though they weren't the best team going in. Yeah, absolutely. I just think you have to, if you don't like the result, and I understand people didn't, but to me, you always have to be realistic uh, and look at the big picture. And the second straight year in the playoffs and the second straight year winning 12 games, that's part of the soup too. So, yeah, absolutely. It was, was it what they wanted? No. That in the finish, was it, you know, did it come out with the result that even they expected? Absolutely not. But was it a good year on balance? Yeah, Absolutely. Brad, do you think these were the uh, final games for Ezekiel Elliott and Tyron Smith with the Cowboys? They're separate cases to me, Bobby. I don't necessarily think so. A lot of it is uh, what you can do with the money. Tyron proved, I think, that he can still play. And so depends on what he wants and what the money looks like. You could, uh, at worst, theoretically, he could be your backup tackle on both sides next year if he's willing to do that. Or, I mean, to me, he proved he can still play. I wouldn't have a problem going into the year planning on Tyron being the left tackle and Tyler being the left guard again, like was their plan this year. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, That's kind of up to Tyron and up to them on what they can spend. Zeke's a different story. It's uh, painful. Um, I'm I'm just a big fan of his approach, uh, how hard he plays, how he leads, how he's grown up. But it's obvious that he's just not the player that he was, and uh, it's going to be hard to figure out how they're going to make the money work and what role he would have, even if he would play for whatever you wanted him to play for, what would his role be? Because I think we've seen over the, uh, almost half of the season that he clearly doesn't have the explosion that he, that he did before, and it's hard to figure out what his role would be. I wouldn't say absolutely he's done until I knew a little bit more about that. Um, there's a place for him. But it, but it's uh, harder to find what his role to productivity would be. Uh, I want to bring this up. One more note about the game because Peyton said you had a similar reaction to us. What were you and Babe saying about the Turpin kick return? I can't figure out why in the world he didn't score. Looked, looked like he got up to that last level, and it's like he turned around and backed into the kicker like he was trying to spin out or find a different lane. And um, that would have been a big play psychologically because it is a way to score. And I was really surprised that he didn't score. It looked like he had it. For the second straight year, we're talking about end-of-game operation. What did you think of that series of plays yesterday from 
from, from Dak taking on the D lineman to the back-to-back Schultz plays to Zeke playing center. Uh, what, what did you think? Well, the, 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 I don't know what that was, the last play. That was that was something they – I mean, I can't, can't even begin to talk to you about that. Never seen anything like that. I mean, I'm glad I lived long enough to see that. Um, but I don't, I don't expect that there's you, – you, we could ask and they could, if they were completely honest, say, look, this is what we were trying, and you could look at it and say, oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, that was just a last gasp. Um, you know, I'd like to have seen – it wasn't going to make a difference, I don't think, ultimately, but I'd like to have seen Schultz get his foot down, drag his feet there. But uh, I just wish they had used the tight ends more uh, consistently throughout the year. I thought they had uh, three tight ends, including Hendershot, um, even, even McEwen a little bit, but I thought they had three tight ends available to him most of the time. Uh, who could be bigger weapons than they were. I don't think any of them's Kittle. Um, but I thought that they had tight ends who could be more weapons. It didn't seem to be what they wanted to do, uh, how their offense was constructed. So I, I'd have liked to have seen a little bit uh, a little bit more out of that. I mean, you have to understand some of it in terms of criticizing the late-game operation. Um, you, you have to define late-game, and you have to just understand what the whole game felt like seven point lead never looked so big but uh they but there were things i think there were things they could have done from the middle of the fourth quarter to to uh help him out a little bit more than they did i think any more player shows uh we've got a final show tonight but i don't believe it'll be a player show i think it's supposed to be will mcclay tonight oh okay put a little bow on it and see if he'll Tell us what some of their plans are, yeah, and uh, what 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 they think they need. Thank you for joining us all year long. I'm not going to make it some grand goodbye because we're going to keep bugging you consistently. You know where I am. Thank you, brother. Okay, fellas, have a great day. <laughs> the great Brad Sham Diamond Factory Hotline. Let's catch up with how the rest of the country is laughing at us here in DFW. Final hour, Cowboys Monday. After this.